0: Hello and welcome to the Property HDB Podcast. I'm your host, Tim McNight,
1: and I'm Andrew Nicholl.
0: So show, we're talking about the ooh, partnership between New Zealand Superfund and Classic Group. So a $300 million partnership has been announced to essentially create a sub-town within Walkworth, which is north of Auckland. Now, I've had a couple of you, and especially you know who you are, Greg Fisher, sending this in so people who listen to the show and saying, can you talk about this? What does it mean? And I guess there are some questions around the potential for an oversupply of properties up north of Auckland with this partnership? Because $300 billion, hey, sounds like quite a bit of money. So let's talk about in this show what's actually being announced, when it's going to come into fruition, I guess. When are the properties actually going to be built? And what does this potentially mean for the North Auckland or the Rodney District property market? So... Walk with for anybody who doesn't know, it's probably about an hour north of Auckland, 50 minutes north of Auckland, depending on how fast you drive. And what the New Zealand Superfunding Classic Group have done is they've got 10 hectares of land unconditional. They've gone conditional on the extra 27 hectares of land and I believe there's the potential to take that up. They want to take it up to 100 hectares for a massive subdivision. Now just before we get into the details of this though Andrew I know a couple of people have been asking you who are Classic Group but you actually know a thing or two about them.
1: Yeah I've done a bit of work with Classic Builders for a number of years. It's owned by a guy called Peter Cooney who's based in Tauranga. That's where kind of they did most of their builds a number of years ago when I did some work with them originally, probably actually six or seven years ago now, and they're a major building company in New Zealand. I think they expanded to Queenstown next and then they're doing some stuff in Auckland. Pete's son is heading up one of the divisions in Auckland. I actually met with him, his name is Gregor, I met with him a few months ago back when we could actually travel to Auckland and we were talking about maybe doing some mutual business there and I think we're actually going to try and get Pete on the show because he's got some interesting theories around what the government needs to be doing to solve this housing crisis. But anyway, they're based on the stats I saw come out today, they're the fourth largest building company in New Zealand, so they're they're big boys. And what's going to happen here is they're going to take a 20% stake in the project in New Zealand Superfund's taking 80%. Now, for those of you that don't know who New Zealand Superfund is, this is the government saving for retirement pensions. So uh, it was set up in 2001 and it's often called the Cullen Fund. And so the government's putting money aside so they can afford the pensions later on, for those of you who will be lucky enough to get in there before it all runs out probably. And pension, at the moment, just in case you weren't aware, are paid out of taxes. So this is to kind of combat the fact that eventually we're going to get to a point where there'll be too many people in retirement for us to support, us working people to support. And the key thing here is you've got to remember this is a fund. So the fund is actually looking for a return. So they're looking for investment opportunities. This is one that they're looking at getting involved in.
0: So $300 billion sounds like a lot of money and it absolutely is. So let's talk about what they're going to build for that. They're going to set aside one hectare for a village centre. They're going to build a village centre here. There's going to be four hectares for open spaces and walkways. And the rest of this kind of 37 hectares that they've got under contract, that'll be for roading and housing. Now, it's quite interesting. Just take a moment and think, okay, we're talking about 32 hectares of land that is going to be redeveloped for housing. How many houses do you think that's going to be built? Andrew's got the number in front of him, so I won't ask him. But just take a moment to think about that. The answer is 540 houses, which actually sounded quite low. It's lower than what I thought it was going to be for that amount of land because it sounds like such a big number. But what's interesting is that they are going to target these properties towards the more affordable end of the spectrum. Now, of course, what we know is that there haven't been enough properties built at the very affordable end of the spectrum. A lot of new builds have been more in the middle. Well, what that's mean is that there isn't enough affordable housing for people to go and purchase. So this is going to potentially be a really good thing for Walkworth and for people's ability to go out and live there. So we're talking about 540 homes in total being built out there based on the 37 hectares. They're looking to potentially expand that as well if they can acquire more land. But let me just ask you Andrew, what are the drawbacks but also the opportunities within this? So what are investors potentially concerned about with this? And then what are some of the opportunities?
1: So I think one of the concerns that jumps to people's mind is okay if there's a whole bunch more properties then is this going to create an oversupply and does that relate in you know a slowing of the market or the end of capital growth? On the flip side, in terms of opportunities, you know, if you're buying one of these, are you going to be able to get a bargain is probably what people are thinking. But to be fair, there's no details released yet around what the pricing is or anything like that. But the assumption at the moment that we're making is it's probably going to be for homeowners, first home buyers and, and owner occupiers. So often they are priced quite competitively. I guess for Walkworth, this is great for them. This could kickstart the town. You've got you know population growth, which will generate more income and spending there and economic opportunity. So, there's some good potential things there. And then, of course, there are the immediate things that we think, oh, is this going to create negative effects as well? So, Ed, why don't you tell us whether or not you think there'll be oversupply?
0: Well, that's the important thing to question. So let's say that we're talking about the full 100 hectares of land that They want to expand it to, or at least that's what they're saying they're going to submit documents to council for. Because what they're going to have to do is rezone a lot of this land from, I'm assuming it's farmland at the moment, and rezone it as residential. So let's say 100 hectares. Based on those numbers, we're looking at probably about 1,500 homes in there. And because we know in Auckland the number of people who live in each dwelling is about three. It's about three people per dwelling, so 1,500 homes, multiplied that by three. We're looking at housing for about 4,500 people. Now, Walkworth is in Rodney District, the old Rodney Council District, and at the moment there's about 66,000 people who live in Rodney. Now, what you've got to remember as well is that Rodney, or North Auckland, is a massive area, it's just quite, it's this large geographic expanse. So those people are going to be relatively spread out, but that's about as granular as we're able to get. Now, what we do know is that Rodney's population is expected to double in the next 25 years. So let's say that we've got homes for 4,500 people here, and we see that population double from 66,000 to 132,000. This development will provide about 6.8% of the houses needed for that specific area. So over the long term, it will have a helping hand in providing housing for the expansion of the Rodney population, but it's probably not over the long term going to see an oversupply from one development. But what's important to note as well is the timeline for when these are going to come on, because I just talked about population over 25 years. You might say to me, well, Ed, if they all come, onto the market next year all at once and we've got an extra 1500 homes that could create a oversupply in the short term so just walk us through what the timeline is for this Andrew and then I'll talk a little bit more about population growth over the near term.
1: Yeah so early 2022 that's when they're expecting to have the council documents lodged and this will be an application to change the use so it could be zoned farmland at the moment and so this is going to be have changing of the zoning to residential housing. The land development in two thousand twenty four, so that will include you know things like roading and all the infrastructure there. Housing development in twenty twenty five, so you might not see houses until two thousand twenty six. So we're still a long way off actually having that stock on the market.
0: And actually, it's this is probably a really good example of why large subdivisions take so long to come to market, because we're talking about a two-year process from when those documents are lodged with council through to when that change of use is expected to be approved and all ready for that land development. So we're looking five years. So let's talk about the potential increase in Rodney's population where Walkworth is located over the next five years. So Rodney's actually growing in terms of population about twice as fast as the rest of New Zealand. So over the last five years, it grew by 20% its population. New Zealand grew by 10% overall. Over the next five years, if we continued that rate of growth, we're probably looking at somewhere about 13 to 14,000 people moving into the Rodney area. And it's actually important to note that 13 to 14,000 people is obviously a lot of people. But if we saw a growth in the supply of houses and there was a lot of affordable housing, that might attract even more people into that area as well. So we might see slightly more than that, we might see slightly less than that, but let's go with thirteen to 14,000 people. Those people will require somewhere around 4,000 houses, this development's going to provide about 1,500 of them. So I suppose this will have an easing of the pressure on the housing market compared to if the development didn't happen. I don't see this as having an oversupply or oversupplying the market for housing in North Auckland. It's probably meeting the demand that's expected to be coming. And I think that's probably the key thing to note as well. But let me ask you this as well, Andrew. We've talked about that these houses are going to be at the affordable end of the spectrum. Does this mean that the super fund is doing this out of the goodness of their heart along with Classic Group?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. If I know one thing about Pete Cooney is that he's in it to make money. And as it seems that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with even his nephew, James Cooney from Wolfbrook and Christchurch. Look, Superfund are no different. They are a fund. They are doing this to make money. So they're only going to do this if it makes good business sense and they're going to want to get their pound of flesh as well. So they're not going to be doing any discounted rates to make it that this is break even or or making a minuscule profit. They're doing this so that they can actually make money for their fund.
0: And actually, even if properties are sold, say, under market value, you know, one thing that's actually surprised me, Andrew, is when you talk to people who have purchased KiwiSaver homes well under value, they come to settle it. The easiest way to create a property investor is to get a first home buyer to buy a Kiwi built house under value. Because by the time they come to settle, and let's say they purchase for $650 and the property actually ends up being worth $900 because you've had some capital appreciation and it was sold under value to begin with, those first home buyers go, oh, Property is a way to make money. I need to go buy an investment (laughs) property. And I've got friends who are under 30 who are purchasing KiwiBuild homes and are now looking to re-leverage those in order to go ahead and purchase their investment. And sometimes even before they've settled, they're like, well, sweet, I'm able to go purchase a property. So what's important to note is I get why people would say if properties are sold under value, is that going to affect the value of my house? Because you know I'm worried there's going to be too many houses and you know I've paid top dollar for this property that I bought a year ago. Am I going to see the house price decrease? Am I going to see it stagnate? I think what's interesting is when houses are sold. Undervalue what you often then see is greater demand because those people then want to go and purchase a property as an investor. So I think it's important to keep in mind those secondary effects as well. So I'm not overly concerned about (laughs) an oversupply simply from this development.
1: And actually, just one thing I want to add there that I've been noticing lately is that a lot of the stuff that's being developed for Kainga Aura and going to be put into the ballot system for first home buyers, there's a lot of talk about those price caps coming up quite significantly. So I believe they'll be 750 to 800 in the next wee while, like maybe in the coming months. And so a lot of developers that we're working with that have got those properties that they've kind of earmarked for the greater good for the first home buyers, they're holding back on not actually releasing those to Kayangara. So you might see a big jump there in the next wee while.
0: And actually, before we wrap up, we've got to talk about why this is newsworthy as well, Andrew. So the reason this is so newsworthy is that in the past, it's been very hard to get large developments like this approved. Reason being that the councils often don't have the money for these big subdivisions because they don't have the money to put in the infrastructure. And because of that, you might not see these big subdivisions being approved because it costs councils a lot of money to develop the infrastructure, even though, of course, they do get developer contracts. Contributions as well. So, the difference here is that the super fund is coming in with their deep pockets and saying, Well, we've got the capital to be able to fund that infrastructure. So, I expect there'll be some deal there where the super fund will be able to finance the development of the infrastructure so these properties can get built. And look, I think it's probably going to be a good thing. It's probably great that you've got more people living up in Auckland. Look, if we see four and a half thousand people move from central Auckland and go up north because they decide to relocate there, I don't think that would have too much of an impact on the housing market in Auckland, given that we're still expected to see a 33% increase in the population within Auckland anyway. So certainly we see more supply come onto the market like this. It's probably a good thing. We probably need it. So I'm not too worried about an oversupply. When you look at It's not that many houses compared to the number of people who are looking to move to New Zealand and the population that we're seeing here in the country. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey... I need your help with something. The New Zealand Podcast Awards are currently on and I'd really like if you would nominate us for the Listener's Choice Award. This would be really cool if we could get the Property Academy podcast on there. And what I'd like to ask you to do is I'll drop a link in the show notes to where you can nominate us for the Listener's Choice Award for the New Zealand Podcast Awards. If you wouldn't mind, I'd really appreciate your help on that. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host Ed Knight.
1: And I'm Andrew Nickel. And
0: we're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.